News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app, I am Mark Espin. This is On the Mark, brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda, Hyundai, and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Go check out uh, Cunis Country at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, across from the Village Inn. Tell them Mark sent you. Be like, hey, Jason Buxman, the great sales staff here. Mark sent me. I want to I get in on a new Honda, new Hyundai. Get that lifetime powertrain warranty. A gorgeous day to buy a vehicle. Join the Cunis family like I have. Shop online, cunisquincy.com. Welcome on into On The Mark, episode 56 of On The Mark. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Get involved with the fun. Follow the show on Facebook. Just search On The Mark KHMO on Facebook. Stay up to date with everything we're going to talk about uh, throughout the week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a lot to get to today. It is a massive day. We've got a full slate of college football today. We'll touch on that towards the end. Uh, obviously, a massive week three in the NFL. Injuries have piled up, and uh, you could really say are the storyline right now in the NFL. Uh, we are close, but no cigar yet to getting our Eastern Conference and Western Conference representatives in the NBA for the finals. And, of course, the baseball races are, are extremely tight here down the stretch. We know the AL teams that are going to be in the playoffs. NL teams are looking for that last uh, couple spots. Uh, the Cardinals in the thick of it right now uh, with the Brewers. We'll touch on that towards the end of the show as well. Uh, Shout-out, kudos to Palmyra staying undefeated with the uh, win over Monroe City last night. And go Pirates. Hannibal stays undefeated as well, taking care of Mexico. Uh, so shout out to them. Good for them. All right, let's get started. You know the drill. We always start the show with uh, two biggest headlines, in my opinion, what's going on in the world of sports right now. Hespin headline number one. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Chiefs at Ravens Monday night football. It's an AFC championship dress rehearsal. Now, uh, some of you guys know this. If you've been listening to the show, uh, you know that I am an actor. I've acted my whole life. So I've been through many, many dress rehearsals. And if you've never been through a dress rehearsal, let me explain really what they are. It's pretty simple. Uh, You're like the night before the show opens. It is uh, full costumes and everyone's memorized and you have all your blocking and you're you're ready to go. You're ready for someone to see the show. You you got your makeup done, your hair done. And then sometimes, the, you know, the director lets in a small little crowd, maybe a couple members of the other theater. And, and, and you, you want a little bit of a crowd there just to get some reaction like, oh, is this going to be funny? Is this going to get laughs or should I pause for dramatic effect here or, um, make sure your spotlights are going, but overall, it's it's like doing the show. It's it's you you don't stop unless there's a catastrophe. You keep going, and you work through it. And this is it's important. It's really important to have a dress rehearsal. So when you do opening night, you're like, hey, we ran the show. We're good. Feels good. I know what I'm doing. Everything. But during a dress rehearsal, 
You still have plenty of uh, time to, you know, kind of experiment a little bit or try something and see those last minute kind of like, oh, you know what? I, I might hold back on this a little bit because I want to save that for opening night or, oh, I want to I want to try this one one little thing with this line so I can uh, I can uh, see how that lands for my for the uh, other actors. And that's a lot like what the regular season matchup is Monday night going to be between Lamar and Patrick, the Chiefs and the Ravens. You're going to see two head coaches, John Harbaugh, who's an Andy Reid disciple, and they're going to be guys that they're going to want to show you, you know, some things because they, these teams know they're going to meet down the road. So they're not going to show you everything. They're going to keep some things back. They're going to keep some things, you know, to themselves. They're going to maybe try something different or show something. So then when they do meet in the AFC Championship, they're like, oh, let's go back to that week three. And what did Andy do here? Or what did the Ravens do on, on third and long? And, and what, what coverage did they go into? And then just so that they can then show something completely different and try to fool the other opponent, right? That's This is the chess match of football. But there's another reason why this really relates to a dress rehearsal, okay? Patrick Mahomes, he's like the Broadway lead. You know what I mean? If this is the musical Oklahoma I mean, he's Curly McLean. He is, you know, Hugh Jackman. I got my Tonys. I've been a Broadway star. I've, I've, I've rocked it. I've gotten rave reviews in the moments where it mattered at the biggest on Broadway live. Audience paying thousands of dollars of tickets. You know, the Super Bowl, the playoffs. That's Patrick Mahomes. He is fully star billboard. Put him up there. No pressure. When he, when Patrick Mahomes goes to a dress rehearsal and when Hugh Jackman does another dress rehearsal for playing the lead in Oklahoma on Broadway, he you always know, you're a little nervous or you want to try something or you, you know, but really this is, you know, there's no pressure. There's no pressure. You don't feel that. You're just like, oh, okay, I gotta go through this. I wanna I wanna, you know, get this in my bones, get in my body and, and you know, know what it's gonna be like. Now Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, you know, he's like the other lead. He's like the other leading guy in in the show. And if you're losing to Oklahoma, he's the Judd, right? And and Lamar Jackson, you know, he won an MVP. So he's, you know, he's had some really great success at regional theaters and and you know, maybe won some awards in the lower levels of theater. But now he's on the big stage. He's on the Broadway main stage, right? He's expected to be great. He's expected to win championships, right? When you win an MVP, Ask Cam Newton about that. You had that pressure to win then. You got the pressure now to win. So now he's on the billy. He is right there next to Patrick Holmes. Now you got, you know, the actor right next to Hugh Jackman. And if you're Hugh and you already won a Super Bowl, your legacy's starting set. You got your money, your $500 million. You know, dress rehearsal. It's important. Don't get me wrong. It's important. But, you know, there's not a lot of pressure. But for the other guy, oh, there's pressure in the dress rehearsal because you're starting to feel it like, did they make the right choice? You know, they could have had someone else be this part. I want to show that I'm just as good as Hugh Jackman. Maybe I'm better than Hugh Jackman. I want the audience to to, to leave the theater and be like, wow, you know, Hugh was great, but that kid, who is that guy? That guy is going to be the next star. That's the superstar right there, right? There's the pressure in that sense. And what I'm trying to get at with this weird analogy with Broadway and theater is it's simple. The pressure week three Monday night football, it's on the Ravens. <laughs> it's going to be 
always on the Ravens or any team that the Chiefs play this year, like it was the Texans week one, because they don't have the Super Bowls. They got the star quarterback. They got the MVP or Deshaun Watson, the possible MVP candidate. But until you get that Super Bowl, now the pressure's on you. Now, conversely, eventually the pressure goes back to Patrick, right? You know, look at Aaron Rodgers. You, you won Super Bowl. Now we're looking at Aaron Rodgers going, well, that's not enough, right? What happened? Now the pressure's on. You got to win a second. Come on. Drew Brees, what happened? How do you only have one Super Bowl? You got to win a second. Come on. Russell Wilson, what's going on? You you know, time is starting to now run against Russell. We're like, hey, come on, let's get a let's get another Super Bowl here, right? You're you're that you're that good. So eventually, years down the road, the pressure rebuilds then on Patrick. But right now, week three, Monday night football, Chiefs at Ravens. The pressure's on the Ravens. Now, do I think the Ravens are a more complete football team? One through 54, 53. Yes, of course. They, they they got studs on the defense. And Clayus Campbell's been such a great addition. The running back uh, room for the Ravens is incredible. They match up weapons uh, on the outside pretty much with Kansas City. And Lamar Jackson is an MVP. He's not Patrick Mahomes. But besides Russell Wilson and maybe Aaron Rodgers, he's playing just as good as anyone else in the league right now. But the pressure's on the Ravens, and that's why I like the Chiefs in this game. Uh, I like the Chiefs. I like them uh, not comfortably. I think it's going to be an incredible game. I think you're going to see some scoring. Uh, I think you're going to see both teams try to establish the run. you got to look at, uh, at a mutual opponent. They both played the Texans this year. Both beat the Texans, uh, Chiefs week one, Ravens last week. And what did they both do? They both established the line of scrimmage, running the ball. Clyde Edwards, the layer, has been a marvel for Kansas City. A lot of people are looking at what happened with Kansas City last week with the uh, with the Chargers, and you say, I throw that game out the window. First off, A, they did end up winning. And B, you're prepared to face a guy who then got his lung punctured by his own training staff. Okay, okay? You're not preparing to face the rookie who's going to come in fearless, be ridiculously mobile, bigger arm than Tyrod Taylor, and just whip, whip it around the field. So there's a lot that goes into that and why the game that game ended up being as close as it was. I don't look too much into it. Now, Chiefs offense did look a little sluggish. Look a little, you know, They had the long break after playing on Thursday night, so I think they're going to be well-oiled, ready to go. I like the Chiefs at the Ravens uh, to win. And uh, it to be an absolute iconic game. And I think the reason why the Chiefs win, they're playing without the pressure. The Ravens are playing with the pressure to show up and show and prove something. Chiefs aren't. Uh, the other thing that I think is interesting, I want to just touch on here really quick before we move into Hespin headline number two, is this quarterback play right now in the NFL. You know, a year ago, I was sitting here on the air with you all, or on the mark, and it was back when it was a half-hour show, and I would say, I, I was literally saying, oh, my God, we get Watson versus Mahomes, the future of the NFL. And now you're like, well, Mark, a little bit of hypocrite. You're saying, oh, we get Jackson versus Mahomes. It's the future of the NFL. Well, a lot's changed in that year. And Lamar Jackson bursts onto the scene and has now taken that as the kind of contemporary to Mahomes a little bit away from Watson. I think Watson's still very good. I think Watson can reassert himself. And you're seeing Josh Allen and other some other young quarterbacks really step up to the plate. 
But the otherwise, the young quarterbacks, you know, the quarterback play right now in the NFL with the guys who actually have Super Bowls, it's very interesting. You got the three old guys. You got Breeze. You got Brady. You got Roethlisberger. Their their legacies are set. They're not Patrick Mahomes' contemporary, right? They're not his guy. He. They're not the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. They're not the guys going to go at each other for ten years. Now Russell. He's playing peak football, but again, he's a little bit older. I guess you could argue he's the closest contemporary we have to Mahomes right now. It's just guys playing at the absolute elite level, Super Bowl wins, still in their prime, ready to win more Super Bowls. And then you have Aaron, who's kind of in between Russell and Breeze and, and Big Ben. Where it's like, okay, he's got his Super Bowl. His legacy is pretty much set. You know, most people put him in the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. He's certainly there for me. But you're also a little bit like, you know, he had injuries. He didn't really achieve everything we thought he would, but he's playing at an elite level. He's not really a contemporary to Mahomes. Who's going to be the guy who's the contemporary to Mahomes, who wins the Super Bowl like Manning did? And then, and you can now you have the real back and forth. Don't really have that. Who's going to step up? Maybe it's Jackson. Uh, I don't think so Monday night. All right, moving on. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Injuries have unfortunately reshaped the NFL season. Now, I get it. Listen, it's the NFL. Injuries happen. You got to be prepared for injuries. And you can't whine and moan and complain about injuries. You can't unless you get these cluster injuries, right? Like the the Eagles, they have a cluster injury on the offensive line. Their offensive line, they've lost three starters since the summer. Moving guys over, it's a cluster of injuries. And that leads me to the San Francisco 49ers. They are no longer Super Bowl contenders in 2020. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think the 49ers still have a chance to make the playoffs and the 49ers still could make some noise because they got a lot of other good pieces, but they're no longer Super Bowl contenders. What made the Niners Super Bowl contenders, what made them embarrass Green Bay twice last year, once in the NFC Championship game, was the strength of the Niners' defensive line. And now they have cluster injuries on the defensive line. You lose Bosa and Solomon uh, Thomas to ACLs. That's insane. In the same game, one play apart. It's over. Super Bowl chances for the Niners are over. I'm done chaining them to steal a term from PFT commentator. I'm done chaining them. And you can hold me to it. If they end up winning the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl... Hold me to it. September 26th, you say, Mark, you big dumb idiot. You said the Niners were done. Yeah, I am. Because when is a team that's ever had a massive cluster of injuries at a key position on their team ever went to or won a Super Bowl? Uh, let's start with never and work our way up from there. It just hasn't happened. So there's the Niners. Super Bowl contender out the window. Now there's injuries that have plagued other teams. Denver comes to mind. Obviously, Von Miller right before the season starts. Drew Locke, AC joint, out three to five weeks. Cortland Sutton, their best wide receiver. ACL, done for the year. Carolina, they're a young team with a young defense anyways, and then they lose Christian McCaffrey for now possibly three weeks, maybe more. Two to three weeks. So for those teams, those are teams that I didn't think would be playoff teams anyways. But now they run the risk of their season torpedoing. You know what I mean? Here you got a Denver team 0-2 without their quarterback, without their best wide receiver, without their best defensive player. They had a tough schedule to start with a Tennessee team, a Pittsburgh team, and a Tampa Bay team that I all think are playoff teams, and they're certainly playing like it. 
And now they got the Bucks coming into town at 0-2. So now the season starts to unravel, starts to torpedo. Now, a team that I didn't think was going to be a Super Bowl champion, but you're going to look back and say, what the heck happened to the Broncos this year? Didn't we? They were all a dark horse to make the playoffs for a lot of people. Cluster injuries. Injuries reshaping their season. Same with Carolina. Again, a team I didn't think was going to make the playoffs. I thought they could be a six-win team. With you lose Christian McCaffrey for three weeks, you lose three games, all of a sudden your chance of being that six-win team, they torpedo down the drain. Now next, injuries affecting the Giants and the Jets. Giants losing Saquon, the Jets, their injury report is just, uh, I mean, embarrassing. And that's why, listen, I'm the first one who's going to be hard on Adam Gase, and I think he deserves to be fired. He hasn't shown that he could be a leader of men and give you no faith when you got all these players coming out against him. But where I do feel bad in the organization is for a guy like Sam Darnold, who has none of his three starting wide receivers to start the year. They're all out with injury this week. No Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely decimated offensively. So, again, a season that I didn't think they were going to be Super Bowl contenders for the Giants or the Jets, now will it torpedo? Could it fall off a cliff? You have four teams who were looking to build and have promising seasons to maybe launch into next year, and now their seasons are unraveling due to these massive injuries. And then finally, two teams that are still elite that I still think can be Super Bowl contenders, but as we've already seen with one, the Saints, and losing Michael Thomas – Without Michael Thomas, the Saints are not Super Bowl contenders. And honestly, they don't even really look that much offensively like a playoff team. Well, they didn't Monday night against the against the Raiders. And luckily, they're going to get Michael Thomas back, maybe even possibly this week against the Packers. But the Packers also dealing with losing Devontae Adams the second half of that game. That was one of these injuries that didn't go really talked about. But when he pulled a hammy, and he's a little tender and may not play in the Saints game either. Those are teams now that go literally from Super Bowl contenders to maybe one-and-done playoff teams based off a one injury in the wide receiver position. It's that crucial, both of those offenses. Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, two of the top five wide receivers in this league are the engines that really make everything work on those offenses. So I hate to say it. It's sad. It's frustrating. But you got four teams definitely – and one team that was a legitimate Super Bowl contender, the Niners, who are no longer Super Bowl contender because of injuries through two weeks of the NFL season. And we had another torn ACL in the Thursday night game, uh, a defensive player for the Jags. It's, it's been brutal. And I do think a little of it is has to do with the preseason, the lack of offseason, and the way they went about it. Uh, injuries happen in the preseason, too, and that's like the worst feeling in the world as well. But I do think there's something to needing to have a little bit of contact, more of a, a ramp-up period to full speed, go, 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 go. And we're seeing it. It could be a you know a kind of a litmus test for what we're seeing right now in the NFL with injuries. Well, all right, when we come back, you're listening on the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Country. Uh, we will dive into a complete NFL Week 3 preview. We'll go through the games, uh, give you quick thoughts. We won't spend more than a, about a minute on each game, kind of rifle through them, and uh, let you know what I'm feeling on it. We got NBA talk later on in the show, and we'll check in with the uh, wild card races in the in the playoffs for, the, for baseball, which is just incredibly tight right now, especially in the NL as the AL has locked itself up. You're listening on the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country. CunisQuincy.com. Go into Cunis Country. Tell Mark sent you. You've got a lot. I'm Arielle Winter. If you're anything like me, your pets are not only your best friends, they're part of your family. 
American Humane, which has been rescuing animals like Cleo here for more than 100 years, has life-saving tips that can make a big difference before, during, and after disasters such as hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, or wildfires. So when disaster strikes, you want to be prepared to protect them. Be sure to microchip or tag your pets. Never leave them behind in a major crisis, and be sure to have an emergency kit ready in your home at all times with a pet crate or carrier, leash, blanket, ID, and medications, their water bowl, and seven to 10 days worth of food. To find out how to protect your entire family during a disaster and help our best friends in their worst times, please visit AmericanHumane.org. You've been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. You have to carefully monitor your health for the rest of your life. And you have an increased risk of developing cardiovascular disease. Cut, take two, action. You've been diagnosed with a new purpose, to fight for the amazing life you've made for yourself. To look that risk of heart disease square in the face and say, no, not me. You've been given a new opportunity to live. Get started at nodiabetesbyheart.org. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Espin. Follow the show on uh, Facebook. Just search K- uh, Mark On the Mark KHMO on Facebook. And this show would not be possible without the amazing people at Kunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, across from the Village Inn. Tell them Mark sent you, Jason Buxman, those guys doing some amazing deals with trade-ins. They are paying top dollars for trade right now. I know they're also hiring. They're looking to hire some guys. So check out their Facebook page. Search Cunis Country Quincy on Facebook or just go to CunisQuincy.com. That's what I did. I shopped online, found my vehicle, went in, made a deal. Couldn't believe they made a deal with me. I was like, seriously? They're like, yeah, this works. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's go. Join the family. It's the best thing I've done. In a long time. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis country. All right, let's move on. Big week three in the NFL. A lot of games, full slate. Um, let's let's start uh, and just start tearing them apart, going into it. And uh, I'll give you my thoughts uh, on the board as we see it this week. I want to start with uh, two teams that I had in the playoffs three weeks ago, and I'm giving you my predictions, that are in absolute desperation mode. Right now, it's uh, we'll start with the 0-2 Eagles versus the 0-2 Bengals. Listen, I, I, I think this game, uh, the Bengals have had more time to prepare coming off the Thursday night game. The Eagles, though, backs against the wall. I, I still like the Eagles to get their first win here, but, man, my, my confidence wanes more and more and more. Why is Carson Wentz not playing well? A lot of it has to do with the offensive line. It, 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 and I know you're making excuses, but it's it's messing with his feet work, footwork. You could tell he's, he's sailing balls that he shouldn't be. But let's be honest, Carson Wentz, you got paid. You were an MVP candidate before you got hurt. And that year you won the Super Bowl two years ago. You need to show up. You need to put the team on your back like you did at the end of last year. Start rolling. If not, falling 0-3 and losing the Bengals, things could turn ugly in Philly really quickly. I'll take the Eagles over the Bengals. Uh, the 0-2 Texans versus the 2-0 Steelers. Again, I had the Texans making the playoffs. Even if the Texans lose this game, I still I had them as the last wild card sneaking in. I still feel like that's a possibility because remember, seven teams make the playoffs now in in each uh, in each division, uh, each conference. Excuse me, and uh, so it's still a possibility, but it gets extremely difficult. Now the Texans have had 
zero luck with their scheduling right now. Start with the Chiefs, then the Ravens, and now they got the Steelers. That Steelers front seven may be the best in football. Bud Dupree, uh, TJ Watt, these guys are insane. They uh, attack the quarterback. They get after it. Extremely physical. Not great for a Texans offensive line that they've invested heavily in uh, and has not really showed up yet this year. Can the Texans get an identity? I've been preaching this since I saw them get blown, uh, lose to the, the Chiefs week one. They trade Hopkins. Again, I wouldn't do it, but if you do it, you do it for an identity, right? You get Johnson back. You want to run the football, and they're not running the football well. Bill O'Brien's seat is getting very hot. Uh, you know, Luckily, he can say, oh, just fire me as the general manager. Keep me on as the coach or one of the two. But this is this is must-win territory for the Eagles and the Texans. I'm going to take the Texans. I, I think the Pittsburgh offense is, is still not 100% there. It's not rolling. I think the, it, this is a, a desperate teams, desperate wins. Uh, I'm thinking more with just my heart than my brain. I wouldn't touch this game in the betting line with a 10-foot pole. I'll go with the Texans uh, only because I, I still got faith in Deshaun Watson, but this is this could get ugly in Houston and Philly really, really quickly. Uh, The other team that you all had in the playoffs and you all kept telling me was going to be great and you all kept saying, Mark, don't like the Bears, the Vikings. How can you pick the Bears or the Vikings? Ha-ha! The 0-2 Vikings in desperation mode. I didn't have the Vikings in the playoffs. I saw this coming from a mile away. You lose Kevin Stefanski. You lose Stephon Diggs. You ain't going to be the same offense. Kirk Cousins has been abysmal through two weeks. Tied for the league lead in interceptions with Carson Wentz. He has been embarrassingly bad. And usually they start getting blown out and he just puts up give me stats. So at least his lines look good. But no, 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 no. He looks bad. Uh, Titans come into Minnesota. The Titans are playing confident football running the ball well. Ryan Tannehill has been on fire to start the season. I love the Titans in this game. Give me the Titans to uh, bury the Vikings to 0-3. And I don't think Zimmer's seat is hot, but I think there's going to be this is the start of massive maybe overhaul in in Minnesota. And they just extended Kirk Cousins, so I don't know what the... Yeah, I almost swore. I know what you're going to do with him. But, man, did I see this one coming. And so a lot of time the Vikings could turn it around and show up, but whew, you all said Mark's being a homer. Vikings are better than the Bears. Listen, right now I'm flying high. Again, let's revisit this in three weeks, but give me give me my pedestal right now. All right, let's go to some other games that I think I very little time on. 0 and 2 Panthers, 1 and 1 Chargers. Give me the Panthers. I mean, give me the Chargers. Herbert playing well. Uh, real confidence. No Christian McCaffrey. No chance for the Panthers. 2-0 Raiders. 1-1 Patriots. Love the Patriots in this game. Cam, and even in a loss, they looked great against a very good Seattle team and an incredibly hot Russell Wilson. I uh, The Raiders uh, flying high. Less time. They uh, got to travel. Uh, this is a total letdown game. And the Raiders aren't that great. I predicted that Raiders win. If you follow me on Twitter, made money on it. Easy, easy money in that Monday night win. All the emotion in the world. No Michael Thomas. They, they, I don't see them putting that that type of game together uh, week by week. Uh, Patriots over the Raiders. Washington and Cleveland. Can Washington upset Cleveland? Cleveland's got so much more talent than Washington. This is at Cleveland. 
But what has Baker Mayfield's biggest weakness in the NFL been so far? Athletic defensive lines that can chase down the quarterback. Baker still, for some reason, thinks he's Kyler Murray, and he is like one-eighth the athlete that Kyler Murray is. Now, he maybe throws him uh, just as accurate a ball and just as good at football. Not going to shame him on there, um, you know, but... Let's be honest, Baker Mayfield still thinks he is an athlete, and he's just not. He needs to transition to be more like Drew Brees, more like Case Keenum, less like Kyler Murray, which in his head he thinks he is. And so Baker can get in real trouble with athletic defensive lines, and no one's defensive line is playing as good right now as Washington's. I, I will take Cleveland because the talent over, overwhelms, and I don't trust the Washington offense, but that's something to be interested for. We could look back on that a week from now and be like, I should have taken Washington. It was all there for me. Uh, Colts and, and and Jets. I think the Colts killed the Jets here. The Jets have no one. The Jets are floundering. Their leadership, they got players speaking out against Case again this week. Uh, roll with the Colts. That defensive line and offensive line for the Colts. Talk about playing good football. And then 0-2 Detroit. Can they save their season at 2-0 Arizona? I actually like Detroit to win this game at Arizona. I'll tell you why. I think it's a trap game for Arizona. I think the, the Lions have just as much talent and I think a better quarterback right now playing quarterback than Arizona. They get Galladay back. Their offense is going to look more like it should. And Matt Patricia at this point in time, it is Pull out all the stops. You have to get a win or you could be fired within the next couple weeks. I think this is a a... a Week-by-week saving job for Matt Patricia. I still think he's gone by the end of the year. But I like Detroit to start to uh, rewrite their season a little bit here against a a, a Arizona team that I still don't buy 100%, uh, especially in the mid part of that defense. Back end I like. I like the pass rush. Don't really love uh, what's going on in the middle of the defense for Arizona. We move on. Of course, you're listening on the Mark here News Talk 1070 KHMO going through week three preview. Um, 2-0 Rams, 2-0 Bills. These teams are both uh, very good, both very well coached. I like the Bills at home. Here's why I think they're rolling right now. The Rams were on the East Coast playing Philly, went all the way back to the West Coast. Now they're going all the way to Buffalo. I think this is maybe a travel lag game, early game. Uh, come out a little sluggish. I I don't think the Rams are going to play bad. I guess it be a really great game to watch. I think it's going to be... Uh, lower scoring than you might think. I think both these defenses show up. I think both the offenses play well, but I think there's more punting in three and outs than you might uh, you might uh, uh, anticipate. I like the Bills to sneak away a win, but this uh, we'll get to it later as my toss of the game. If the Rams win, I wouldn't be shocked. The Bills win, I wouldn't be shocked. Tough to call. I'll, I'll lean towards the Bills. All right, 2-0 Bears, 0-2 Atlanta. Love the Bears in this spot. Atlanta's coming off a devastatingly heartbreaking win. So what's going to happen? Atlanta's going to come out sharp early. I think the Bears' defense, uh, Mac is dealing with a knee, otherwise uh, healthy. I think Mac plays on that fast turf in Atlanta. Uh, I could see this being 10-0 early Atlanta. Bears claw back. Something like, uh, you know, 13-13 and half. Bears pull away, put up points late. This Atlanta team is bad. This that type of lawsuit you've had to the Cowboys last week. That is a that is a bad locker room loss. Bears locker room, meanwhile, has got good mojo going, feeling good, even though they escaped uh, by the skin of their teeth against the Giants team. I like the Bears to win uh, uh, in Atlanta. 
they're the better team right now. Just plain play as simple as that, even though Matt Ryan is playing really good football. Julio Jones may not play in this game. That's something to watch game time decision as well. One and one Cowboys at 2-0 Seattle. I love Seattle. I think Seattle blows them out. Cowboys, there's a reason they were down big to Atlanta. This Cowboys team, I've been saying all year, again, this is another team that you guys forced down my throats to be a playoff team. I don't. Ha- I didn't have them in the playoffs. Still don't. If they do, it would be to win the division because the Eagles let me down big time. Um, but this Cowboys team, this offense is all flash. They got a lot of their yards and big plays when Atlanta went into bad prevent defense late in that game. They got the luckiest onside kick in the world. This should be an 0-2 Dallas team. They're lucky to be 1-1. I don't trust them. They don't get out to fast starts. I think Russell Wilson and this uh, Seattle offense is going to score early. Uh, the Cowboys might put up some yards late, get make it close to the teams, but I think Seattle controls it from the tip. 2-0 Green Bay, 1-1 New Orleans, Sunday night football. Final game as we're breaking it down here. I, I, uh, I got to be honest, this is one of those I can see totally going either way. You have a very good football team in New Orleans that got embarrassed Monday night. They come home. I know there's no crowd, but they're tough at home. Michael Thomas, is he going to be back? I think Drew Brees has heard the people like me all week saying his arm is shot. He's not the same Drew Brees anymore. I think they come out and they uh, they establish themselves early, but... Aaron Rodgers is on a revenge tour like nobody's business. He's playing elite football right now. I think Green Bay is a little healthier than New Orleans. Uh, They're running the ball very, very well, and we saw New Orleans defense get gashed by the uh, Raiders running the ball. I think it's close. I think it's fairly high scoring. I'll take New Orleans, though, something like 30-27. I think it's close. Go either way. Uh, There you go. That is our week three NFL preview here on On The Mark. And uh, it's going to be a great week of football. Full slate, still no buys, so we still got everyone in in, in playing. And uh, it's uh, been great so much. You know what I love so far we've been talking about? Haven't talked about COVID. The NFL's handled COVID so well. Negative tests after negative tests after negative tests. We're talking injuries. We're not talking COVID. That's a good thing. It means these guys are taking it seriously, following the protocols. And uh, that's extraordinarily important to keep this season going. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little NBA, and then we'll look into what we got for the weekend. A lot of stuff going on this weekend. We'll break down a weekend full of sports. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Country. Faith Family Giving Back, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell Jason Bucks and those guys the Mark sent you. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. What is the greatest gift you can give the world? The gift of hope. Trees for the Future has a sustainable solution to hunger, poverty, and bettering the planet. Through Trees for the Future's regenerative agricultural method, the Forest Garden Approach. They teach impoverished farmers in developing countries how to plant themselves out of poverty by creating thriving ecosystems made up of over 60 species of trees and over 30 varieties of fruits and vegetables. Farmers can maximize crop yields to provide consistent income and nutrition for their families. In the last 30 years, tens of millions of trees have been planted and thousands of farmers have successfully revitalized their degraded land. When you give, you give hope for our planet and its people. Find out how to plant seeds of hope this season at trees.org slash radio. That's trees.org slash radio. A tree can change a life. 
listening to Doug, Jen, and Victoria. Who the hell is Cardi B? <laughs> you know who Cardi B is, really? No, I hear about her all the time. It's not like I'm like vacant to her name. I hear that she wants to do the State of the Union redress rebuttal. Like I hear all that. I couldn't tell <laughs> you does? what song she sings. You know, your grandmother used to say, turn that trash off. That's what you feel like. And it happened to me at 40 years old. So there you go. Cardi B. Uh, who knows? All right. Well, there you go. Happy Valentine's Day. Where are the Spice Girls? For more DJV, get the podcast at djvshow.com. Stefan, seven days a week on KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. You've got a lot today with daytime highs approaching 86. Southerly winds, 10 to 15 miles per hour. Tonight, lows dip down to about 64. Scattered rain showers likely tomorrow. Daytime highs approaching 77. Cloudy. Turning much cooler Monday and Tuesday with highs in the mid-60s. Chance for scattered rain showers Monday. Right now, 68. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Get this, they have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. So it's simple. If you're in the market for a vehicle and you don't go to Cunis Country, you are hurting yourself. Check them out. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy across from the Village Inn. Faith, family, giving back. They live that motto. That is Cunis Country. Do what I did. I shopped online. Found the truck I wanted, went in. I was like, hey, Jason, I mean, there's no way I can can make this work, right? And he's like, oh, no, let's talk to our finance guys. I don't have the best credit in the world. Made it happen. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm driving my dream truck, all because the guys at Cunis Country. I love being part of the Cunis family. Tell them Mark sent you. Go to CunisQuincy.com or just visit them. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. NBA action here. We're going to turn away from football for the rest of the show for the most part. Uh, I know I just overloaded you with football for the first 45 minutes of the show. Listen, it is football. It's, it's the best thing in the world. Uh, but the NBA, uh, we are dangerously close now to knowing our NBA finals. Heat, they lose last night, so they're now up 3-2 over Boston. I'm not too concerned. I had Heat in six uh, when this series started. As you guys know, I I, I called that. And uh, so I, I'm not too concerned. Now, I did have the Heat winning last night. I thought they'd close it out after what I've seen so far in the series. Uh, so that's not the great. They didn't they didn't show up. They really blew uh, a great lead, and it fell apart in the third and fourth. But I, I have all the faith in the world the Heat will win one of the next two. They are too scrappy. They have too many good shooters and get hot at the right time. And Boston can get into foul trouble, and when Bam plays big, and he didn't last night, they really don't have anyone who can handle Bam. Uh, so I still like the Heat to come out of the East. We will find out by this time next week. We will know our NBA Finals, and uh, we'll be in the. We'll go head first into discussing it. Uh, I still like the Heat. Uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, the shooters they got with Jimmy Butler. I would have loved to have seen Jimmy be just a little more aggressive in the third last night as the as the lead started falling apart. Listen, sometimes you just got a guy, Jason Tatum. That guy is a guy. He's a dude. And he took control of that game, put the team in his back, him and Jalen Brown. Those guys, they're in the conference finals for a reason, too. They're great, great players. And uh, this, this, this Miami-Boston thing could be really interesting for the years to come. Uh, really bright futures for both those teams. Still like the Heat. Now the Lakers, they're up 3-1. The dreaded 3-1 against the Nuggets. The Nuggets, they thought you were dead against the Jazz, thought you were dead against the Clippers. They keep fighting back. I think this is different this time. I love Murray. I love Jokic. Grant is a great role guy for them. Um, 
But let's be honest. I think this is a different scenario. I think this is a little different of a situation. I think the Lakers close it out tonight. I think they take care of business. If not, I still like the Lakers to win one of the next three games. Uh, they are with LeBron and AD. LeBron in these moments, in these times, he knows how to get calls. He knows how to work these games. He knows how to handle these big moments. AD has been playing great. I like the Lakers, and I like the Lakers Heat uh, finals here at this point. Seems like we're headed towards it. Um, I will say this. I still like the Lakers, and I called it at the beginning when the bubble restarted. I've liked the Lakers to win the championship since day one we got back in the bubble. I liked them before COVID hit. You guys know that if you were listening back in January and early February. I've been on the Lakers this whole year. I'm not changing that now. But the Heat are a really interesting matchup for the Lakers. Really interesting. It's going to be fun to watch no matter what it is. I also want to say this. The Bulls get their guy. You guys have heard me go on so many bad Bulls rants since this show started over a year ago. And I was the first one to sing the praises of the Bulls for making the decision to get rid of Garn Packs. And I know, now I especially know they hired the right guy in Arturis Karnasovas to run the front office, to be the president, to come in. Because he built the Nuggets. And we see what the Nuggets are. So I have full faith in him making the right moves building the right pieces, trading pieces, bringing guys in. And when Billy Donovan got fired, which I think was such a bad decision by the Thunder, such a bad decision, Arturis went hard at him. He went and got him from what all accounts are, blowing up the phone and sold him on the Bulls, sold him on that they can build something as a team. And now as a Bulls fan, I have legitimate excitement and faith that you can get free agents to take your meetings. These players are smart. They know that Arturis built the Nuggets, right? These players are smart. They know Billy Donovan can coach stars and win basketball games. And if you're a star free agent, you can sit down and be like, I, I'm, I'm taking that meeting with Arturis and Billy Donovan. And that's what is exciting for me as a Bulls fan. I still love the Bulls' young core, and I I cannot wait. I, I don't even need the Bulls to make any moves. Really, they're going to get draft a guy at the fourth pick, maybe make a move or two. I'm just excited to see this Bulls' core with a real coach. Yeah, I get a healthy Markkinen, a healthy Wendell Carter Jr., a healthy Levine, a healthy Kobe White, uh, you know, all going in with, a, with Hutchison, who's got a, upside uh, see where um, Porter Jr.'s at. I get all these guys. I love uh, the big man out of, uh, why well, can't I think of his name now? The kid, they do, the big man out of Arkansas or wherever the heck he's from. I can't, I'm blowing it with the name on that kid. But I, they got pieces. So I don't even necessarily need to go into the start of next season as a Bulls fan with a major overhaul. No, no, no. I have a legitimate coach to coach this legitimate talent. I'm excited, very, very excited. But what Bulls fans should be most excited about is that they have a front office and a head coach now that are legitimate. You could argue top 10 in the league coach front office now. And the Bulls haven't had that in years. Years and years and years and years and years. That's what's exciting as a Bulls fan. They can get guys to the table. Did you see Bradley Beal tweet when uh, the Bulls hired Donovan? Yeah. You see some of these guys? They know. 
These guys know. All right, final break. When we come back, what to watch for? I will give you my lock, my toss-up, and my upset when we look at gambling numbers of the week. Whew, flying by in the Saturday morning. Hopefully you're enjoying it. I know I am. You're listening on the mark on Newstalk 1070 KHMO, brought to you by Cunis Country, Faith Family Giving Back. In uncertain times. You're listening to Doug, Jen, and Victoria. I haven't worn a dress for a while. Maybe you ladies appreciate this little household tip. Pin a small safety pin to the seam of your slip, and you won't have any clingy skirt or dress. Well, it's been a Same while thing. since any of us have worn a slip, probably. A slip? What are we, 1965? <laughs> Where'd you get this email? People, people don't They're use spanks wear now, slips Doug. anymore? We wear spanks. What's a spank? Spanks oh, are boy. like they suck everything in. They're like a modern-day girdle. Okay. Surprise when you take them so off. So much my great. This is the DJV Show. Seven days a week on KHMO. Town Square Media would like to thank the Hannibal Police Department for their essential work during this coronavirus crisis. The Hannibal Police Department and Town Square Media cares. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. We are wrapping up episode 56 of this show. Thank you all so much for joining me this morning. And I, I wouldn't be able to be here and be on the airwaves without the amazing people at Cunis Country, Honda, Hyundai, I'm part of the family. I implore you to check them out. Again, that's just do yourself a favor. Stop by the dealership, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, they really do live the motto, Faith Family Giving Back. They have a ton of fun at that dealership, and they just want to get you into a, uh, into a new car and into a new vehicle, get you out of big payments. You know, I, I literally had a, a tiny little car, and I got a truck, and I'm paying the same for it. That's They, they work magic over there at the finance department. Tell them Mark sent you, cutestquincy.com, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right, uh, to wrap up the show here, uh, I always give you my upset, my toss-up, and my lock of the week, gambling line. So this is, again, online. So last week, I've been very good to start the year, by the way. Kudos to me. Last week, my upset of the week, Falcons 4.5. Now, the Falcons lost the game, but they covered. If you took the 4.5, you won. Toss-up Rams-Eagles, that one, not so much. I missed off on that. Thought that was going to be closer than it was. Locke was the Chiefs minus nine. That was bad. <laughs> I didn't know Tyrod Taylor's lung was going to get punctured by his own doctor, okay? If Tyrod Taylor plays, I I stand by the Chiefs winning by nine at least. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh, take the Giants and the points, three and a half. Giants are getting points at home against Nick Mullins, the Niners. No defensive line. No George Kittle. No Jimmy Garoppolo. They may not win the Giants, but they'll be within a field goal of that game. Toss-up, uh, Rams again. I don't know what it is with the Rams. Rams-Bills, it's a one and a half. It's Rams getting a point and a half. I'd say if you're going to bet it, I'd stay away from this. If you're going to bet it, I would take the Rams and the point and a half. You're going to give me, I think, the better quarterback points, but it's on the road, a lot of travel. Stay away from it. Stay away. That's why it's the toss-up. Stay away. And then finally, um, I love my lock of the week, Tennessee minus three. I think Tennessee wins this game uh, by at least, certainly by more than a field goal. I I love Tennessee's rolling right now. Minnesota seems lost, and their quarterback is playing poop. He's playing like absolute poop. And I called that. So I love Tennessee's the lock. So we'll we'll check in on that next week. Uh, finally, what to watch for? This Cardinals race, man, this this wild card race, this is insane. Are you guys I mean, I know you're watching this Cardinals Nation, we're KHMO. 
But this is so fun. Yesterday, they split the doubleheader. Cubs get the win. So the Cubs' magic number's down down to one. So the Cubs are already locked in the playoffs. Um, The Reds have locked a playoff spot up. And the Cardinals are waiting. So right now, we know the teams in the AL. That's set. Tampa, Yankees, Toronto, Cleveland, Minnesota, White Sox, Oakland, and Houston. Those are your AL playoff teams. In the NL... We know Atlanta, Miami. We know Chicago and Cincinnati. We know LA and San Diego. Two spots left. Who wants them? Philly, St. Louis, Milwaukee, San Francisco. They're fighting for it. It's going to be fascinating. So, got to watch this game tonight. Milwaukee at St. Louis, 607. We'll have it for NKHMO. Cubs, White Sox battling for the divisions, 610 tonight. Nuggets, Lakers, game five, eight o'clock. I like the Lakers to take care of business. NASCAR. The race, the playoffs continue. It's at Vegas at Sunday at 6. I'm going to definitely watch the first part of that before we get into Sunday night football. Might have to double screen that one. Uh, that's going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, that's going to do it for On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Thank you so much. Of course, brought to you by the amazing people at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Uh, otherwise, you guys, we got a full slate of college football today. Don't forget, uh, SEC's back in action today. you got number three, Oklahoma, in action today. Number five, Florida at Ole Miss. Number 23, Kentucky at number eight, Auburn. So big matchups in the SEC. Uh, you have Alabama, number two, on the road at Mizzou. Uh, maybe that'll be a fascinating one to watch. I don't know. It's <laughs> always fun to watch number two, Alabama. You have number 10, uh, 16, Tennessee at South Carolina. Some great matchups to watch. Check it on out. Uh, I know I'll be keeping my eye on college football. See where it goes now that we got the Big Ten coming back. We got the uh, Pac 12 coming back. The MAC is coming back. Maction, baby. My Northern Illinois University Huskies. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, thank you so much for tuning on in. I will see you next week. We'll know our NBA finals by then. We may know our Stanley Cup finals champion by then. I know there's Stanley Cup hockey going on. It's crazy. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. I'll catch you Monday morning, bright and early on Kick FM for Mornings to Market Sam. Otherwise, see you back here next week for another edition of On the Market News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot. John Hannity is KHMO Hannibal, America's hometown news talk 1070 and streaming through the free KHMO mobile app.